at Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host tonight, uh, Justin Skullrude. Uh, we are going to be having a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to cover the Thursday night football game, the headlines. Uh, so far from the news and notes this week, as well as covering the rest of the matchups for the second half of the games this week. But before we get started, I do want to uh, ask uh, you guys to go ahead, go over to that iTunes button, hit subscribe, hit like, leave comments. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. We want to thank you guys for for taking the time to listen to our podcast uh, and uh, helping us become better uh, by giving us feedback and those kinds of things, leave reviews, comments, those kinds of things. And so uh, with that said and that covered, we're going to get into uh, kind of recapping the Thursday night football matchup. Now, for those of you that did watch, Philadelphia played a incredibly great game, uh, final score of 34-13. to 13. The New York Giants uh, did a very good job of getting yards, but not really capitalizing and getting points. Um, Eli Manning actually threw for more yards than Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz was way more efficient and actually found the end zone, um, and Eli Manning did not. And so uh, for Carson Wentz owners, I think you guys should be very excited that he is getting back into form, playing much better today than he has over the last three weeks. Uh, coming into the game so far, he was 1-2 and two on the season. Um and then for those of you who were curious on the, on the running back uh, side of things, it appears that Corey Clement uh, and Wendell Smallwood did get uh, pretty much a 50-50 split. I mean, Corey Clement got 11 carries for 43 yards. Wendell Smallwood got 18 carries for 51 yards. Uh, but when it came to the red zone, Corey Clement was more involved. Corey Clement also went 3-for-3 three three on catches. Wendell Smallwood one for two on receptions. And so um, this I think you will continue to see throughout the rest of the season. Wendell Smallwood will probably be more of the running back. Corey Clement will be more of the uh, pass catching back, although he still will get carries, those kinds of things. And then Alshon Jeffrey uh, balled out. Uh, eight catches, 12 targets, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Nelson Aguilar, three catches, uh, 91 yards. Uh, but really the 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 best player uh, in the game tonight was Saquon Barkley. Um, absolutely phenomenal game. 13 carries, 130 yards. That's 10 yards per carry, one touchdown, nine catches for 99 yards. So not only did he average 10 yards per carry, he also averaged over 10 yards per per catch. So he averaged 10 yards per touch tonight. Phenomenal game for him. Big points scored if you had uh, Saquon Barkley. And then Odell Beckham Jr. 
more or less struggled, and I think that was more hand-in-hand with Eli Manning's struggles uh, tonight. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., six catches on 10 targets, only 44 yards. They weren't able to really move the ball um, consistently. They weren't able to move the ball deep. And so that's why you saw uh, the New York Giants struggle in this game. Now one and five, I think there will be more and more turmoil as the season goes on as Odell Beckham Jr. did throw a little bit of a tantrum in the game. Uh, and then there just seems not to be much sense of urgency or collective um, playing together for the Giants. And so I'm a little concerned if I'm a fantasy owner of any player on the Giants outside of Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's still going to be able to be uh, a massive uh, point-producing machine for the season. And so that kind of covers the, the Thursday night uh, game. So now we'll get into uh, today's headlines or the news and notes from the last couple of days. Uh, and we're going to start it off with um, a piece of information on uh, Devonta Freeman. Uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, the team is reported reportedly not worried about his foot injury uh, as much as they were about his week one knee injury, which cost him three games. It's too soon to tell if he cannot or he can go this week. The team does not fear that this is a long-term absence. If I had to put my money on it, uh, I do not believe he will play this week. I think they want to ensure his availability for the rest of the season. They're going to need him uh, in order to continue to produce points uh, and change the game and maybe do a little bit more ball control later in games. So they want him to be healthy. If you have Devontae Freeman, understand that you may need to find another option, which you probably already have, considering that he has missed a number of weeks so far, unless uh, your secondary option uh, was someone like a carry-on Johnson who's on bye this week, then you've got to look uh, at an even deeper option. But um, uh, moving on, Isaiah Crowell did not practice this Thursday. Um and so that has me a little bit concerned. It's a later practice. If he doesn't practice on Friday, uh, I think this is more about trying to keep him as healthy as possible. He had a monster day uh, getting up in age in terms of running backs, so they're probably just trying to rest him as much as possible. Uh, for those of you who are Green Bay Packers fans or Green Bay Packers fantasy owners, um, Packers coach Mike McCarthy says the Geronimo Allison did clear concussion protocol. So he'll be working uh, in a rehab group today. Um, Randall Cobb did not practice today, uh, but he was also in a rehab group, according to McCarthy. Um, I'm excited to see Geronimo Allison play again. I think he will take that number two spot back easily um, uh, from uh, from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who had a, uh, a good day uh, this last week. Okay. All right. Now moving on to um, Eric Ebron, uh, who was remained sidelined on Thursday's practice. This is something that I think they're just trying to keep Eric Ebron as healthy as possible, considering he is really the only consistent pass catching option outside of Naheem Hines, but really the only option downfield for the Colts, and they're going to need him if they're going to continue to try and produce points and produce yards and keep their offense going. 
Uh, Jamison Crowder remained sidelined for Thursday's practice. Adrian Peterson practiced again on Thursday, as well as Greg Olson was a full participant in Thursday's practice. Uh, I am not looking to play Greg Olson this week. His first game back, I'm a little nervous, especially uh, considering uh, the matchup against Washington. Washington is a outside of the game against the Saints. Obviously, this last week, Washington has been a uh, one of the better defenses so far this season. So I'm not looking for Greg Olson to have much production uh, this week. Um, Matt Breida and George Kittle both did not practice on Thursday. I think Kittle has Kittle will play. I'm unsure about Matt Breida for this week. Um, and then on to the Rams, Sean McVay said that Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup uh, can and will participate in individual drills uh, on Thursday. Uh, they're still in the concussion protocol, but both are on track, presumably, to continue to play this Sunday. Deshaun Watson con- uh, continues to remain limited in practice, but should be a go, as well as Lamar Miller was upgraded to a full participant in practice as well. And so um, O.J. Howard was seen at practice, still limited. I would be highly surprised uh, if he plays this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook was upgraded to full in practice, should be playing this week as well. And so that will round out kind of the, the headlines slash the updates from injuries. And now we will go into the matchups for the rest of the week. All right, now on to the first matchup. We have... Uh, uh, Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts taking on Sam Darnold uh, and the New York Jets. And so for me, probably the biggest takeaway from this game is going to be can the Jets running game keep pace with the Indianapolis passing game? T.Y. Hilton's still out. Jack Doyle is still going to be out. But Andrew Luck has found a way to still continue to produce, continuing to throw to people like Naheem Hines, Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, um, and continue to throw to Eric Ebron. Um, I like Indianapolis in this game, although uh, I probably am not looking to start um, Ryan Grant or Chester Rogers unless it's a flex position in a much deeper league. I am perfectly fine with playing Naheem Hines in maybe a running back too, depending on your um, on your type of format. If you've got um, players on by like Kareem Hunt or or Ingram on by, then I'm perfectly fine leaving Hines there because he's really carved himself out a role in that pass-catching back role, catching the ball to the backfield. And so uh, from the Jets' side, uh, I'm really nervous about starting anybody in this game outside of Bilal Powell. Um, he's out-snapping Isaiah Crowell and is more involved in the passing game. Crowell, still sitting out of practice, um, has been very volatile in his uh, production. Even though he ran over uh, 200 yards last week, Powell still outsnapped him and still had more touches in the game. And so I'm not phased by Crowell's um, big numbers because almost all of his production has really come in just two games, and we're in week five, where we're getting into week six. So he's played five games. About 90% of his production has come in two of those games. So um, I'm not looking to play in, in that type of volatility. I, I prefer to play with Powell 
but Crowell may be in a flex spot once again based off of buys. Um, from the wide receiver perspective, I would still prefer to start Quincy Anunua, who's getting more targets and is more uh, heavily involved in the offense. I know he got shut out last week, uh, but I'm not looking for that to happen again. Anderson is such a boom and bust that last week I didn't even rank him in my top 60. He did end up converting uh, two deep passes for touchdowns, but only had three uh, catches. So once again, it's a little bit too much volatility. He's really only been fantasy relevant in his two games, which have been very touchdown dependent. So I would not look to play Anderson um, this week. Once again, unless you're absolutely desperate, I'd look for alternative options. Um, but Eric Ebron, also a solid start. Uh, sorry, I forgot to mention that uh, from the Indy side. Moving on to the next game, we have Seattle versus Oakland in the London game. My biggest takeaway from this game is going to be uh, how each team manages the London game. The London game can be a very fickle thing in that um, there's a huge time zone swing. I know players have already been there for a couple of days, but the London game has been known to almost be like Bizarro World, where teams that have struggled on offense all of a sudden put up a whole bunch of points, um, and it's just a unique environment. No one's really the home team. Everyone's kind of outside their normal routine or elements anyway. But I really like Seattle in this game. Um, Seattle, both of these teams are going to try and run the ball and be a run control offense. Um, although I like Lynch probably a little bit better from a consistency, from a consistency standpoint um, this season, um, Carson is still a legitimate option at running back, obviously. I'm not looking to start a Mike Davis. He's still not getting in as involved. This is still kind of a 80-20 workhorse back uh, piece for Carson. Um, I'm okay starting Russell Wilson in this game. Once again, they are um, probably the, the heaviest team in terms of run-to-pass ratio. But as you see Russell Wilson from last week against the Rams, they ran the ball very, very well and consistently and then utilized the play-action pass in order to throw the deep ball. So I'm okay starting Lockett. I'm okay even playing Baldwin in this game. I think last week um, the Rams, like I mentioned before, were double-covering Baldwin and taking him away and forcing you to play uh, – forcing you to beat them with other players, which is why Moore ended up with two touchdowns. I like Carson in this game. I'm okay with Wilson, even though Wilson, I think, is my quarterback 11 this week. On the other side, Carr, the Seattle defense has played very well considering um, they're missing a ton of pieces. No K.J. Wright still. Um, they were without they're without uh, uh, free safety talent in Earl Thomas. They're without Cam Chancer from the beginning of the season. Um, the uh, the defense has played very, very well considering all of those injuries. But um, I'm not looking to start Carr. He had one good game against Cleveland, and that's about it. Lynch, I'm looking to play because they're still going to be a run-first offense. Now, in terms of the passing game, I am much more comfortable playing Jordy Nelson than I am Amari Cooper. 
I think Amari Cooper has a higher ceiling, of course, but Cooper has been a bust for most of the season and most of last season. Um, so I'm not looking for this game to be really any different. Um, Cook is an auto start at the tight end because he has been the number three fantasy tight end. A lot of that production has come in week one and four, but he has a consistent floor of that eight to nine points, which you want with the huge upside of getting many more targets, yards, and touchdowns because he is involved in that passing game. So moving on to the next game in Carolina versus Washington. Um, In this game, I'm going to take Carolina, obviously. Um, Washington, this is a story of of two pretty good offenses, Um, quarterbacks that are mobile. Um, the, The offense is really going to come out of the running back position, Christian McCaffrey in the pass and run. Uh, on the other side with the Redskins, Chris Thompson in catching the ball, Adrian Peterson still likely to play even with his shoulder injury uh, this week. I look for the Redskins to bounce back from their horrible uh, outing against the Saints, but I still look for uh, Carolina to play very, very well this week. Um, and uh, on the Carolina side, I am not looking to start Greg Olson once again. His first game back has not really been that consistent going even into last year. Too many injuries, not enough usage in this offense. This offense is really the Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton show. Um, I'm okay starting Funches because he is really the the one passing option uh, that has any sort of upside in this offense. Um, and then, once again, on Washington side, Thompson, Adrian Peterson, I think you both ha- you have to play both of those, but I'm not really excited. Uh, maybe Crowder, but not really Richardson. Um, Reed, you're hoping that he has a bounce back from this last week as really the entire Washington Redskins offense uh, was stalled and struggled against the Saints. Moving on to the next game, the Los Angeles Rams are taking on the Denver Broncos, and I think this is going to be another rough game for the Broncos. They're, they're, they've lost three in a row after starting 2-0. and um, The Rams clearly are the best team in the league. Um, I look for Jared Goff to have another good game. Uh, the Denver Broncos bled serious amount of, of rushing yards, so I'm looking for Todd Gurley to have a, another big game as well. Uh, and then the, the widely talented receiving core, Robert Woods, uh, is really the top of the projection right now, but that's only because Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks are in the concussion protocol. Uh, both of those guys are trending to play. Uh, if all three play, I have Cooper Cup as number one, Brandon Cooks two, Robert Woods three. Um, but you're going to play all three of those guys if you've got them. Todd Gurley, auto start, Jared Goff. Uh, I would put as a start this week as well. Um, And then on the other side, Case Keenum, only if you're desperate. Uh, And uh, I'm in a league where one guy had both Drew Brees and Matthew Stafford and had to pick up Case Keenum to be his quarterback this week. I don't understand having two quarterbacks that both have the same bye week. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because it handcuffs you on that bye week. Um, But getting back to the Denver Broncos, this is clearly – 
after all of the hype or conversation about Royce Freeman getting more touches, this is clearly the Philip Lindsay show in his backfield. I think Royce Freeman will continue to get about 10 to 12 touches in the game. Um, but Philip Lindsay really is the guy involved in the passing game and still getting uh, 50% at minimum of the rushing carries. Um, so I'm comfortable starting Philip Lindsay. Royce Freeman is starting to drop for me just because of last week's usage. Uh, had me a little concerned. Uh, the Broncos are going to have to throw in this game, so they're not really going to be able to um, utilize Royce Freeman typically in the, in the manner that you would use him, which is to try and control the clock, which they didn't do against Kansas City anyway, which they should have. Um, really coaching mistakes have, have kind of led to the Denver Broncos' uh, demise so far this season. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, should have an okay game. Um, because the Rams uh, have been surprisingly giving up um, some yardage. Uh, not a ton of yardage, um, but because it, if Denver wants to win this game, they've got to follow the Seattle Seahawks way of doing it. They've got to run the ball well with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman uh, and then use play action and use Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas um, the right way, and then Cortland Sutton potentially on a deep route, maybe kind of that Tyler Lockett-ish role, but also Emmanuel Sanders can fill that role as well. So um, I'm not looking for much out of either tight end. Um, I have the Rams uh, winning handedly uh, in this game. And so moving on to uh, Jacksonville versus the Dallas Cowboys. This game is really going to come down to which team – can run the ball better. Both of these quarterbacks can win a game with their arm if they're absolutely desperate. Um, I like Blake Bortles way more than I like Dak Prescott, but both of these teams are predicated on running the ball successfully uh, and then playing good defense. Dallas has been a solid defense so far this year, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are the best defense in the NFL. So, um, I'm okay, once again, Blake Bortles' potential start if you're desperate. And once again, bye weeks or in a two-quarterback league, I'm not looking to start Dak Prescott anytime soon. Um, TJ Yeldon should have a great game. Uh, they did sign Jamal Charles, but I'm not looking for Jamal Charles to be involved whatsoever so far this week. Uh, and then from the wide receiver perspective from Jacksonville, I like D.D. Westbrook. To be the number one, he's getting more targets and trending the right way. Keelan Cole has kind of begun to fade. Dante Moncrief is kind of hit or miss. Um, I would order these in uh, order of, of starts. I would feel most comfortable with Westbrook, then Cole, excuse me, then Moncrief. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, Ezekiel, it's really the only player I'm going to look to start. Um, Jacksonville, well, like I said, solid defense. You're not really looking to start the Dallas wide receiving core, even if they were to play Kansas City. Um, so I'm not looking to play them against the number one defense in Jacksonville. And so moving on to the next game, Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, this is a game where I, th I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. This is going to be a game where both defenses play well. The Ravens are are a better defense than the Titans, but the Titans are a solid defense. The problem with the Tennessee Titans is they can't score. Um, lost uh, by one point due to a field goal. 
last week to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they haven't really been able to get any sort of consistency from the offense. They did play well against the Eagles and then follow up by losing to the Bills. But I'm not looking at starting either one of these quarterbacks. Neither Flacco or Mariota really excite me at all. There's better options up and down. Uh, both of these quarterbacks are going to be on waivers. Um, from the running back perspective, I'd be okay starting Alex Collins. Still getting more of the workload. Buck Allen is getting more of the red zone targets and share kind of like a comment and Smallwood, but I still like Collins in moving the ball. Deion Lewis is the only running back I would consider starting on the Tennessee Titans side. Uh, and then when it comes to um, the wide receivers, Corey Davis, you're going to start in a flex position. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are 14th against receivers so far this year. They have been burned a little bit. Um, A.J. Green did get his three touchdowns uh, in one game, but they did um, kind of bear down on that game and shut everything down against uh the Bengals in the second half of that game. John Brown continues to be the leading wide receiver uh, for the Ravens, so I feel comfortable playing John Brown, Crabtree, only if you're desperate and a deep league flex. And so moving on to the Sunday night matchup. This is really the game of the week. Um, Kansas City Chiefs playing in the New England Patriots. Uh, if you ask Belichick, this is just a game of feels like playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, in an interview today, he was asked, does this feel like more of a game? Does this feel like um, battling for the number one seed in the AFC? This is really just another game. Um, to me, I like the Patriots in this game. I know the Kansas City Chiefs are 5-0. and But the New England Patriots, specifically Bill Belichick, has never lost at home to a rookie quarterback. Now, I know Patrick Mahomes is not technically a rookie because he was drafted at the beginning of last season. But this is his first year at the helm. And Bill Belichick has found ways to beat every other quarterback that has ever played in New England in their first season. So I like the Patriots in this game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. But Pat Mahomes has struggled over the last three weeks. I think he's quarterback 15 uh, over the last three weeks of the season. Hot start. Those 10 touchdowns in the first two weeks were phenomenal. Things have kind of tapered off over the last three weeks. I think as more and more film is on him, people are trying to figure out how to scheme against him. But he's also playing much better defenses. Now, New England is not the greatest of defenses, um, but I like the Patriots in this game. Obviously, you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Hunt, you're starting Hill, you're starting Watkins, you're starting Kelsey you're going to start all of the starters from Kansas City because they've got a good matchup. Um, on the other side, New England, you're starting Tom Brady. You're going to start James White. You're starting Sony Michelle. Because um, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is one of the worst in the league, um, giving up the 20 or is 28th against the quarterback, 31st against running backs, 20th against wide receivers, and 30th against the tight ends. So, I would look for Tom Brady to have a good game. James White and Sonny Michelle should both play very, very well in this game. Julian Edelman, I think, is going to have a solid game. I'm still not sure about Josh Gordon's involvement. I feel about as excited about Josh Gordon as I do about Chris Hogan, which is not excited at all. Um, 
And then Rob Gronkowski, auto start. Um, that kind of rounds out this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Whatever the over is, I'm taking the over. Uh, and then really quickly to cover the the Monday night game, um, the 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm not too excited. As much as I'm excited about the San Francisco – or, sorry, the Kansas City-New England game, I'm not excited about San Francisco versus Green Bay Packers. Um, I think the 49ers are going to get boat raced in this game. Um, I know that Alfred Morris um, can run well. I think Matt Breida potentially could play this game. He, he has been the explosive player but hobbled with injuries. Um, the Green Bay Packers are a very popular streaming option from a defensive perspective this week um, because when you look at the wide receivers, maybe it's because of Bethard, but none of the wide receivers really scare you as much as they did with Garoppolo. No one's really that concerned about Goodwin um, because of his injuries. Kittle has been held out of practice, but Kittle should have a solid game um, because the Packers have been um, worse against the pass this year than they have in the run. But uh, I would feel okay starting Kittle. Uh, Matt Breida, if he plays, and then Alfred Morris as a handcuff. On the other side, you're going to start Rodgers. I think they're going to put up a bunch of points. I think this is a game primed for Aaron Jones to be more involved than he was last week. Um, I know people were upset or surprised that Aaron Jones was not used more against the worst rushing team in the league. But they get a do-over this week. McCarthy uh, now plays the second-worst rushing defense in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers, or, or one of the worst, uh, not second-worst, 24th. So still one of those lower-end um, rushing defenses. They get Geronimo Allison back this week. I, I am confident in starting Allison. Devontae Adams, obviously an auto start. Geronimo Allison, I think, replaces uh, Scantling as that wide receiver too. Um, and then Scantling is a is a playable flex option. I think I'd feel more comfortable going somewhere else. But he showed that he can be um, usable uh, in the role. Uh, and then um, Jimmy Graham solid play this week uh, as uh, the 49ers are 19th against tight ends and that will wrap up the Monday night game and so once again that's it for our show today I want to thank you guys for listening we value you guys as listeners we want we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to our show we wish you the best of luck in week six of your fantasy football season continue to send us DMs through Instagram or through Facebook or through Twitter um, Continue to ask those questions uh, so that we can help you win your leagues. Send a personal advice, personalized advice to you. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and thank you guys for listening. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.
like Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.